Sarah, I started a Substack last spring, just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's, M-E-A-G-A-N francis.substack.com. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here with Sarah Powers, and today is the part two of our most recent two-part series on kids' birthdays. So last week we talked about when our kids are having birthdays and our birthday traditions and all that. And if you didn't hear that one, check it out. Although you could, I don't know, Sarah, I think they could listen in either order, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So you don't have to stop listening right now. You can listen to this one. Stay with us. (laughs) Stay with us. Um, But this week we're going to be talking about when your kid is invited to other people's parties and how that looks. And so um, I know that those can both be tricky things, especially if, the way you do parties doesn't quite match up with the way other families do parties and just kind of, you know, negotiating all that. Yeah. It's a new, it's a whole new like bunch of etiquette to figure out, especially when you're at the beginning of this. Um, Mm -hmm. and it kind of can be fraught. Don't you feel like like parents can get riled up and, um, so yeah, so that's, we're going to talk about all of that today. I have to say, just start us off that my kids have been invited to more birthday parties this fall than ever in our history. And I, I, there is a reason for it. Um, Violet started preschool. So she was not previously in school. She was only, the only time she got to go to a birthday party was when it was one of those sibling neighbor in, you know, bring everybody type of party. Um, so she is starting to get invited to her own birthday parties through preschool, um, which she's very excited about because again, she's the youngest. And then the big kids started at a brand new school. So even though they're in third and first grade, the, the friend groups are all brand new, which means the kids with fall birthdays are doing the thing where they invite like all the girls in their class or invite the whole class to a park. And it's very mm. nice. It's, it's been a nice school community that way, but nobody has pre-existing friends through school. So we're getting invited to a lot of parties where the whole class is invited, which I feel like that normally starts to peter out after preschool and kindergarten. Yeah. But with my older kids, it's like started up again because we're at a brand new, a brand right, new so everyone's school. The whole school to, yeah. is new, not just new to us. So, um, yeah, so we are, we are, we have been invited to, I, I think I counted like seven birthday parties oh my gosh. In between now and like, I don't know, the end of October, like in like a six week period. So it is, it is a little crazy. That is crazy. So, um, yeah, I guess I'd like to start with the preschool age because I, I'm going to, when I was a new preschool mom, um, I think I shared this in, when we talked about our kids starting school, I was, there was not a lot of parent interaction. I didn't know any other moms at the school and there wasn't a lot of like drop off and pick up time to get to know each other. So I felt very much like the new kid with the new preschooler. Um, and we started getting invited (laughs) 
to birthday parties because mm-hmm. in preschool often you invite the whole class. And um, it just was like really awkward for me at first. My child was not social. Um, she was always, I've talked about her a lot of times on the show. She was always kind of happy to kind of observe. And so she wasn't unhappy socially, but she was not outgoing and was definitely like to watch what was going on. And so the parties would be at these places like the bounce house place or the trampoline place or the Chuck E. Cheese, or we had Peter Piper pizza, which is like a Chuck E. Cheese in Arizona. She didn't want, she didn't like bounce houses. She was too intimidated by like all the crazy jumping kids. Um, she just wasn't, didn't like a lot of the things that, so I just had a very, I have very like awkward memories of those early birthday parties. And I'm only sharing that to say like, it's okay if it's not your favorite thing (laughs) to go to those kind of parties. Um, and, but also to say that, um, it can get better over time and that there are certain kids who really like to, I actually found Reed, I actually enjoyed taking him to preschool birthday parties because, um, he really did like to be social, but wasn't super outgoing at school. So he'd get really excited to play with his friends at a birthday party. And, um, I kind of enjoyed letting, like letting him do that because he was more quiet when he was in the classroom. So he, you know, I guess it just depends on the kid, but it's not always, fun to take your three-year-old to a Chuck E. Cheese and sit around with a bunch of moms you don't know. And I'm I'm giving you permission to not (laughs) like that, I guess. You know, the other thing, I think you can also, um, I think you can also give people permission to say, you know, in the list of priorities that you need to set for yourself and your family, a preschool birthday party doesn't necessarily need to make the top of the list. You don't have to go Absolutely. to every party that you've been invited to. Uh, we we skipped a whole bunch when my kids yep. were that age because I wouldn't – it was always kids that they – you know, I usually would ask them, is this your really good friend? And if they were kind of like, uh ah. And I could tell it was one of those every kid in the class is invited and she got right. invited – kind of an obligation invite. I would very often just bow out because right. to me, she was never going to remember – like. And I was, I remember thinking, worrying about that a couple of times, like, is everyone going to be talking about it on Monday and no. Clara or whoever, whichever kid is going to feel left out? No, these kids, they, no. their memory, they're, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the length of memory they can have. <laughs> whatever it's, memory. it's yes, yeah. it's very short. And yeah. I don't, I don't think the kids even were thinking about it by the time they go back right. to school. And it would be different now, like where things become like right. the talk of the class, but right. you know, three, four, five, I think they've all moved on by Monday and it's just not a thing the way you think it might be. So it's okay to not, if it conflicts with other stuff or you really just want to spend your Saturday as a family and you're starting to get loaded up with invitations, it's really okay to be very selective about which ones you accept. I totally agree. And I, we did the same, those first few awkward ones with Allegra, I think by the second year of preschool where she really still did not do any more socially. She just really had no, I can say it without judgment that she had no friends. Like she literally did not, was not interested in being social at preschool. And it totally changed in kindergarten for anyone who has a kid like that. Um, But I think it was the second year where we just, we just didn't go. I think I was pregnant that year with my third and our, you know, our weekends are really, we like to be a family unit on weekends. This is something that's really changing for us now as kids move into drop off birthdays and sports and, I'm, I am accepting that this is changing now, but I don't regret that we pretty fiercely protected the family unit. We go to things as a family. So a close friend birthday where the whole family gets invited yes. and it's at a park, you know, that's my favorite kind. I talked about that least last week. It's the kind of party I like to host, but the school of birthdays that split up the family or leave dad with mm. a 
sick toddler and a baby so that I right. can go bring a four-year-old to something she doesn't want to be at. Yeah, you get to decide, moms, yeah. if you don't want to do that. And don't don't worry about what the, the hosting mom is going to think. Often believe me, um, and she'll I, be happy. Yeah, she'll be she'll be happy, <laughs> she'll be especially if you RSVP like right away to say, I'm yeah. sorry, we have family stuff going on that day. That's all you have to say. It's true. We have family stuff going on that day. Have so much fun. Happy birthday, Aiden. You know, right. then the, that mom will be really thankful for the RSVP, first of all, and that it's like one less bag of plastic crap to buy. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've tried to make the point before, like, you know, no one is sitting around waiting breath, unless it's a good friend. Again, unless it's like, you know, this person right. waiting breathlessly for you to say that you are going to come <laughs> right. because right. then it's just usually those big party, those big invitations. Again, it's like. It's when the kids don't all know each other very well, so you invite everyone and hope that 10 right. people can make it. And, and there are right. always exceptions. And I've heard sad stories about people who yes. throw birthday parties and no one shows up. And yes. I feel terrible when that happens, but you can't predict that. And I've been – every party I've ever been to, it's been the opposite. It's been mobbed, you know, like yes. those and kind of parties. Yes, and I think that goes back to a thoughtful RSVP. That's another thing that gets a lot of airplay. I feel like yeah. people get super mad about missed RSVPs, but also then defensive of, like, you know, it's just – it's just an RSVP. I, I can see both sides. I will say if you know you can't make it, doing it sooner rather than later yes, is a, definitely a courtesy to the hosting family. Having said that, we've all missed we've all messed up and forgotten to RSVP. And we've all yeah. hosted when people have done that. And I think if you come clean and you're honest, it's not that big a deal. I again yeah. I, I heart my heart goes out to a kid who thinks a bunch of kids are coming to their party and nobody shows up, that would be terrible. But right. that's, a, that's a different thing than, than replying to say, I'm sorry, we can't make it. And then that family can plan accordingly. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I have a ton of compassion there too, because I mean, I am a stickler for courtesy and I always want yeah. to be courteous to other people, but I know there have been times when invitations have come home in my kid's backpack and I never saw them yep. or somehow they got, you know, they, they were on the fridge for a while and I thought they were going to go and then something happened and they couldn't go. And like, you know, I RSVP'd yes. And then we didn't make it right. or vice versa, whatever. I've had right. parties where I RSVP'd no, because I thought we couldn't go or because I yeah. literally just, I don't know, blanked out commit. and thought, yeah. didn't want to commit, didn't think we were going to go, or I didn't think those kids were very good friends. And then at the last minute, my kid's like, wait, I thought we were going to this party. And then I have to text the mom. I think you're right that like just coming clean and being really honest uh, goes a long way. And I've sent many, well, I'm not going to say many, many sounds like dozens. I've sent <laughs> several last minute texts to a mom like the night before or, or even early that day saying, I am so sorry. I just saw this invitation or my son just reminded yeah. me, um, can we still come? Is it too late? Like, please don't worry about a gift bag. That yeah. kind of thing. And it's always fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe that mom is rolling her eyes at me. I don't really know. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like more often than not, it's been met with a lot of, yeah, of course, you know, I'm just glad to yeah. know and that sort of thing. So. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
All of our places products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, our place is also making waves with their wonder oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, well, and on a on a totally technical, practical note, if you're using Evite, which a lot of our invitations, not all of them, but a lot of invitations seem to come to us by email these days, paperless poster, mm-hmm. Evite. Um, I guess if you're the host, um, you can you can gently follow up. I've had that happen yes. where it's like, you know, four or five days out and they send just a reminder just so we can finalize our headcount. And I never mind receiving those reminders if I have blank. Especially I mean, if we really all get good- so much email. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice, and yeah. email can, it's like you either do it right away or it slips and it's mm-hmm. not in front of you. We've talked about that, like out of sight, out of mind. So um, if you're on the hosting end and have the ability to use technology in that way to kind of like give people a chance of success. Yes. But I don't know. I guess if we try to be courteous and own up when we screw up and aim for the best, I don't know. I just feel like I see a yeah. lot of drama about RSVP. It, there is a lot. It's something that people like to get all hot under the collar about. It's like, yeah. you know, one of our modern things that we have to complain about. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I know how annoying it is to be on the end where, you know, multiple people didn't bother to let yeah. you know. Um, that's why per- that's one of the reasons why I personally keep our invitation list to parties small and yeah. usually very personal where I can personally check back in yeah. with a mom um, and not have it be like this random person that I don't know. And right. I will say I've never... I've never felt like anyone maliciously didn't respond or just didn't care enough to yeah. even bother. I've always felt like it was just something came up or it slipped their mind. And yep. maybe that's because I already have a relationship with those people to some and degree. And how often have you like thought that you responded to something and then realized that you didn't? That you or you didn't. went to oh start the email or the text? Uh, yes. So Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and stuff gets miscommunicated. This is kind of funny. It's not, not the same thing. But last week, Clara got an invitation via text, which I love okay. text invitations. I love them. Because then you don't have to do – it's like the phone's in your hand, you know? Yeah. 
I don't have to go get something off my fridge and make, make a phone call yeah. to someone I don't know. Um, and this girl, Catalina, in her class, who I kind of know the mom, um, invited. And there's a tiny bit of a language barrier there. Barrier there. So the okay. texts aren't always the clearest. Like yeah. I can... I, can, I know what she's asking, but like I can't yeah. always like it's just like there'll be a word difference or like something's yeah. just a little off. So should we got a we got an invitation to this party and um, I RSVP'd right away, but then forgot about it until the night before. And so Claire and I run out to get a gift and da da da. Well, John took Claire to the party on Friday and he texts me and says, "Are are you sure this is a birthday party?" And I thought, well, you know, now that you mention it, no, maybe it's not a birthday. Maybe it's just a party. And it turns out it wasn't a birthday party. And Claire showed up with the gift. It was just a party. That's awesome. And so Claire showed up with the gift. And I was like, just have it, throw it back in the car. We can reuse it later yes. with someone else. But uh, it was just kind of like, you know, sometimes it's like there's just miscommunication or something yes. gets lost in translation and it happens. Well, I one thing I really appreciate, talk about miscommunication or clarity of invitation, is I really appreciate knowing um, – whether siblings are included and yes. I am totally fine when siblings are not. I actually would prefer when I get to take one of my older kids to a birthday party and it's just me and them. Now that, like I was saying earlier, it used to be really an inconvenience for our family. Now things are a little easier and it's almost like a little one-on-one date. Like I can take Reed right. and we can go to somebody's house and have a birthday party and it's like one-on-one time. So I would much prefer to know the expectation around siblings and I'm fine if siblings aren't included especially at the places where you pay on a per head basis right. but I do think that there's some finesse in making sure that that's clear and then there are moms with you know no co-parent around or traveling spouse who then either bring the younger siblings or ask to bring them and then there's mm-hmm. awkwardness if somebody else I, I've just run into awkward situations I think most of them can be solved by just making it deciding whether siblings are allowed and making it really clear on the invitation yeah, I I agree, and I've been I've been in both those positions where I've been the mom who doesn't have you know a traveling spouse or whatever who yeah. with ki- another child close in age and but the one child's too young to be dropped off and it becomes awkward. I I think what I will say is even at that age, um, people were really understanding. and would say you know go ahead and drop your kid off. I mean even though yeah. this isn't technically a drop off party right. yet, right? One kid isn't going to overwhelm yes. me that much. I know the position yeah. you're in. They'd rather that than have an extra kid that they didn't have that they didn't prepare for or have stuff yeah, for or whatever. Yeah, and it makes them feel awkward because that's the other thing is if they make an exception, and these are especially at the places where you're really paying on a per kid basis. Right. Then somebody else sees the younger sibling and it just looks weird or whatever. So yeah, that's a good and that's I, a good point that arranging a drop-off or arranging for your kid to go with another, you know, have like another yes. parent supervise mm-hmm. or whatever. I also think there's ways to kind of compromise a little bit. Like I always have extra goodie bag stuff if, if I do mm-hmm. goodie bags, which I don't always, but if I do... Um, I always make sure I have extra because it just stuff happens. Someone you didn't think was coming comes or like you see someone walk in and they've got their little sister or brother with them and you're like, oh, whatever, just, you know, for whatever reason, like I don't have to pay here for you. So you might as well. But I've also had parents who were in that position do kind of creative things like, you know, we're at the like last year, Claire had her party at Dairy Queen, which is like the easiest party ever. Oh, I remember Um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So a mom showed up and she had a younger sibling and she said, you know, I know this party is for the big kids, but I, we're just going to hang out here for like 15 minutes. I'm going to let her play because it's like a Dairy Queen with a playland in it, which right. I think is unusual. She got to play for a little bit and then she said, no, I'm going to take her. And I said, great. I mean, it was perfect because she got a little yeah. time with to feel like yeah. she was at a party. And then as she was leaving, yeah. I handed her like I had an extra goodie bag and I just gave it oh, to yeah. her. And so she yeah. got to feel like she had the experience, even though she wasn't really at the party, you yeah. know, so this, I think there's ways people can be very understanding and if everyone's understanding on both sides and just tries to figure it out, 
again, yes. kind of like give each other a little grace about it and yes. understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that, this brings up something that I'm just entering into, which is the wonder of drop-off parties. So like, I don't even yeah. think I thought ahead this far a few years ago. Um, but eventually you can drop your child off at a birthday party and pick them up when it is over. And then all of these yeah. issues of siblings or breaking up the family units or breaking up the, you know, a two parent household or yeah. whatever kind of go away. And it's kind of nice. Allegra went to a drop off party yesterday. It was actually really cute. It was at a, this local place that does musical theater, uh, workshops and camps for kids. So it's not a dance studio. It's really a, a theater and musical theater. And so they did like in three hours, they went, they taught the kids a little routine and some little, a little skit stuff. And then when we picked the kids up, they performed, it was really cute. Um, and yeah, so it is the wonder of drop-off parties just mean that time opens up for you again. And a lot of this kind of goes away. When, what, what ages do you feel like drop-offs really start to be the norm? Do you think? Um, I'm going to say six. Okay. For me, for here. I'm, I'm going to say six. Uh, it depends a lot though on who is coming to the party. How yeah, many how kids are coming to the big. party yeah. and how well you know the other parents. Yeah. So like there, you know, there have been some of my kids, the parties have been drop off since, you know, they were like five, maybe even four. I mean, I remember, but those are people who are my friends having the party yes. and I'd usually the get there and mingle maybe. for a while. And then they kind of look yeah. at me and go, you know, why don't you get out of here? Right. <laughs> so I'd be like, okay. Or I'd want to hang because they're my friend, but yeah, you know, at some point I'd have to run out and go to the store and it was not a big deal. So, right. um, but if it's like those big classroom parties, maybe like first grade and up, I think yeah. is kind of where it starts around here. Um, yeah. And I also will say like, there's, that is also where it's not. And I think that's probably maybe a little difference between a Michigan thing and a California thing. I bet everything starts later where you are. Yeah. Cause you're also dang intense, but I'm saying yeah. like, you probably have a little bit of later of a start to sleepovers and stuff like that. I just, yeah. I'm guessing it's just yep. a little, you guys are just a little more bougie out there. So there's a lot um, of, well, I'm just going to come out and say it. There's a lot of overparenting culture where I yes, am. Yes. Um, and yeah. I can say that just, uh, just put it out there. So yeah. one of the consequences of that is super a lot of a lot of supervision and a lot of parents with time and energy to yes. supervise. In that, that um, and I down. I think here it's just a little more Midwest, a little more yeah. old school, a little more laid back in that way. But I will also say though there has been a little bit of an awkward phase, especially when it's like a the person being invited to the party is like a first child. Right around mm -hmm. that five, six, seven, when yeah. you kind of start shifting to wanting it to be a drop-off party, yeah. But the other parent didn't get the memo yet, <laughs> and, and they're still there. I well, what I have done is made John, and I'm going to say this is also also for play dates, because I'm yes. not going to have a play date yeah. with a seven or eight year old and entertain a mom right. for an hour, right? Unless she's right. my friend. I mean, it's just not what I'm in it for, you know. Right. So I've had John meet meet the parents at the door, and <laughs> yeah. like very pointedly. Yeah escort the child in and then say, okay. And I will tell you, most parents don't even get out of the car. We live on an alley yeah. and most okay. people just like the kid just jumps out the back and runs in and kind of waves at us. And we're like, see you later. Um, but there have been a few times where it's like, I've almost had to do like, it's not like the mom is afraid to leave her kid with me, but she doesn't know no. if she's yeah. like allowed she to. Yeah. So there's this awkward, like she's trying to make sure it's okay. And I'm like, yeah. no, please, you know, come back in two hours or whatever. So yep. yeah. That's yeah. Really funny. Again, well, again, like, 
with invitations, I think as we get better at this and we have more experience, you realize that you can, um, if you're going to a party, it's really nice to know what the sibling expectation is and what the drop-off right. expectation is. I mean, I love getting an invitation where it's like that. I can put it in my calendar. I know how it impacts the rest of my family. It's just, just How nice. do people word that? Like, parents, please don't um, stay? I mean, just... <laughs> Because yeah, I've never no, done that. But no, yeah. It would be like, this is a drop-off party. Or sometimes it will say, like, um, sometimes, it, I, I forget where it was, but it says space for adults is really limited. So we prefer oh, drop-off. Oh, that's smart. Or um, some, if, if the word drop-off is in there, I think it's it's pretty clear. You just know um, it's, that's, yeah. Yeah, or sometimes it might it might do it indirectly by referencing the pickup time. Like, come back to get your child. Oh, and we'll, pick up, And we'll yeah. do cake and ice cream together in the last 30 minutes or something like that where it's just worded. And then um, I'm fine with it just saying, you know, please no siblings, thanks for understanding. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm, or on the other hand, siblings, welcome. And I will do that if I'm having a party at a park or something. Like, I, I make sure to let people know that siblings are for sure included because the other side is wondering if, you're intruding by bringing a toddler right. or whatever. So, yeah, um, huh? Yeah, I think um, that's just that just illustrates the differences between where we live. Because I, I'm thinking back and like I just, I, I don't remember ever seeing anything like like that on an invitation. Because I think, um, I just think it's more clear or something yeah. here. Like you can mm-hmm. kind of start to see it. And I think the parties tend to be a little smaller, at least yeah. in our circle of friends. They tend to be a little smaller and more focused on people you already know. So, yeah. No, we don't are have to spell definitely it out. in like a culture of, and again, I explained at the top of this show why in particular right now I have three kids all with brand new classroom environments. So we are getting invited yes. to a lot of parties where people don't know each other as well and are inviting the whole class. So it's not always like right. that. But um, right. I actually had Allegra's party at a pottery painting place where there was a very small party. I think it was five friends at where you can paint your own piece of pottery last year. And um, I said the same thing about drop-off because it was space. It's like a little shop, you know, mm. so if you, There's no you know, and we knew, we knew all the parents because it was a smaller party. Yeah. But, yeah, when in doubt, I think just be clear. Um, spell it well, out. I have when in doubt, little, spell it out. <laughs> I have a few little rules that I have for my kids when they go to other kids' parties. And this is sort of like – become a way that I think we've instituted some expectations about etiquette and manners. You, you and I talked a long time ago about kind of teaching social graces and expectations, but I sort of see if my kid gets to go to a birthday party and eat cake and get a goodie bag, which they think is really fun. I may not think it's that fun, but they get really excited about it. So I kind of make them do a few things to hold up their end of the expectation. Um, one is they, in some way participate in um, wrapping the gift. So that sometimes results okay. in really ridiculous wrapped gifts. But I'd actually <laughs> hilarious rather, outcomes. Really, yeah. And they have to make a card. So I just give I just put construction paper and crayons out and I provide very little direction. I mean with a kid who's learning to write, I coach them on making sure they sign their name and hopefully can put the kid's name on there. Um, I don't let them like tear out a piece of paper from a coloring book, which they always try to do every time. Like I just colored this, in my coloring book. Can I give them this? And I don't, I just, I make them make a handmade card. It's not, we don't get out glitter, you know me. And you know, we don't right. really go above and beyond, but I think something about like, and I talked about this last week with siblings doing something for their sibling birthday, just the practice yeah. of putting some thought into a gift. Um, and then they, um, I'm totally just lost my train train of thought there. But um, just in terms of social graces, when we go, I think it's a good time to just remind them of thank you for having me. 
Um, yes. You know, I also have had kids who try to leave before, like who jump in the bounce house and then want to leave. And so yeah. we have tried to stay and talk about why, you know, this is somebody else's special day singing happy birthday. Unless, you know, unless your my kid is just losing it or there's some extenuating circumstances, we really do try to stay at least through singing happy birthday. Um, try mm-hmm. to have them hand the gift over in person and, you know, say happy birthday. And so I do, I just kind of use it as, like a little mini way to enforce some of those expectations around what it means to be invited to a party and go to a party. Um, so yeah, I guess the main rule is they that's have really to smart. Card, but I just feel like they I get think, so I excited think, about going that yeah. I, I can use that to my advantage by having some expectations. And when it, going back to the busy weekend, this this is sometimes not something I want to do. It is sometimes an intrusion on what I would rather be doing as a family. Yes. So to that end, if it's important to them. I guess I see it as they must be willing to go through a few things. They need to look presentable. They need to make a card and they need to act like they want to go to this party, (laughs) I guess. Right. Yeah. No, I got that. That's very, that's, that's very organized of you, Sarah. I don't think I'm quite as, I don't think I'm quite as intentional, but I, but for me, I was just thinking about this. Like, do I do that? And I, I have this thing where I bet when, you know how, like when you think back to your childhood and you think back like your parents had certain phrases they used over and over again and yeah probably yeah. didn't even know they were doing it at the time yeah um mine is probably please and thank you and I'm always yeah. yelling that like out car windows yeah or like as I'm dropping them off and driving away please and thank you they probably <laughs> just roll their eyes at me but that's something that's important to me and so that's you know yeah. something that I just kind of reflexively without even really thinking about it um I'm always reminding them of yeah so well, and I think with gifts in particular, and I, I do want to talk about where we buy gifts because it can get really expensive and hard to buy for other people's kids that you don't know. So maybe we'll do that next. But um, with with how many parties there can be in these young ages, the gift giving can be really an afterthought. And it I think it's an opportunity to connect your kid to what they are actually doing because gift giving can be really meaningful later on as they get older. Um, but if it's something that they don't even see the process of the money spent or the wrapping or the card or the giving, and then the the receiving child also has no idea like where all this stuff came from and who gave it, you know, I think we don't have to slow down very much to help kids sort of connect the dots and birthday parties are just because they're so common. It's a way to do that, I guess. It's a good opportunity. Yeah. Um, what about gifts? Like, what do you, what do you do for gifts? This is going to sound like a total departure from what I just said, but I usually don't. <laughs> you don't give any. Don't let my kids pick out the gifts for their friends almost always. Well, what I don't do is I don't take them to Target or the toy store and let them pick yeah. something out. Very rarely. Sometimes we have to if it's really last minute. So I do. I usually do Amazon, and I usually okay. get my kids' input on a general level. Like, oh, if it's if I don't know the child very well, whose party we're going to, I can say, what are they into? Is there anything that you really want to get them? And often my kids don't know or don't care, or they're just not thinking about it in that moment because they're not in the toy aisle, which is intentional. I don't really want to take them to the toy aisle. So I'm a huge fan of board games, puzzles, um, yeah. art supplies, like not not art kits you and I have talked about. Um, yes. So really specific art and science kits. I mean general like generally um, paints and like colored pens, coloring pencils, colored, or colored something pencils, like that, yeah. nice art. Um, so I, I know those aren't the most big ticket items that kids want, but I really stay away from like a bunch of licensed character stuff because kids, I know my kids outgrow those phases. And if the kid is that into Paw Patrol or 
Skylander, they're going to already get a bunch of that stuff for their birthday. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I try to focus on gifts that whole families can enjoy, especially if I don't know the kid. So board games, um, puzzles are cool, cool puzzle like activity type stuff. Um, and I almost always do Amazon. So that way I can just have a running Amazon list of other things I need from Amazon and I will get birthday gifts. And sometimes and when you can it use comes that prime to shipping. Like, yep. Prime shipping. Um, yeah. and sometimes I might then let the kid, like if we happen to be at target or Walgreens or whatever, I could let my kid pick out a three or $4, like a Pokemon card pack or something that then feels like the, the thing that they really want to give. But I am, I'm a little bit, um, stodgy about the gifts that I give. Cause I, I really like to give games or things that I feel like that family can actually use for longer than a hot second. So yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty controlling. So our, our gift buying things a little bit different. Um, I am not usually proactive enough unless Amazon comes up with literally instant shipping. Right. Or like Which I feel a drone like drops it in my yard. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. But it would have to be within a couple of hours because I swear I'm never thinking about the kids. Like I'll know the party's coming up. It's on the calendar and I always blank on the gift until like the right. last minute. So um, that's just one one reason that I don't do it that way. But <clears throat> another is we, we usually go to the little cute toy store in town because I love this place and it's really fun to shop there, but I don't buy my kids many toys. So oh. with if it weren't for birthday yeah. um, parties, there really aren't many opportunities for me to go there and support that store. So, um, also it's kind of a fun little, you know, we live in this cute little downtown with a nice yeah. little street. And so it's kind of fun just to go down there with whichever child is picking out That's a birthday a gift idea. And, and wander in there and just, you know, maybe stop and have some hot chocolate or ice cream or whatever while you're down there at the same time. So, um, we'll go down there and, and it, it's small enough. It doesn't take forever. I hate birthday shopping at like a target to me. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the only time I remember that really working was when the boys were in the phase where, Basically, you could just get one of those small Lego kits, yeah, and it would yeah. be a great party or a, ba- a great gift. Um, when they're not, I always found all those other kits that were usually too big and too expensive or yeah. dumb looking, and you have no you have no way of knowing if the kid already has that one or not. Right, right. And it's just uninspiring. Like something about that whole experience for me was totally un- uninspiring. So, yeah, I know that when we go to the toy store, uh, we're going to spend a little bit more money. Um, they will gift wrap for you, which oh, that's nice. It's great. Yeah. Um, and when I say more money, you don't have to. You can just buy, yeah. you know, like I got this this girl f- who didn't actually have a birthday <laughs> uh, yeah. for her birthday, which <laughs> wasn't a birthday. Yeah, we got her. Clara picked out a plushie, as she called them, like a stuffed animal. And then I got her. I picked out some nice um, colored coloring pencils. So it was still yeah. a modest gift. It wasn't like this, yeah. you know, crazy expensive thing. But um, but it was more than I would have spent on something similar at Target. Right. But it was a good brand and not Crayola. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with Crayola, but these were like artist right. quality pencils right. and stuff. So, right. um, I don't know. So I, I guess that's just kind of fun and it makes it really easy. I could be there in four minutes at that store right. and then I don't have to deal with a big toy section and right. I get to well, support and I love that store. it's so in it's, your local, yeah. you know, you're supporting your local shop. Yeah. 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 I but like I kind that. of think, again, that's just one of those, if you have the wherewithal to think ahead and, and, or even some parents like even have a closet, like a gift closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super smart too. We don't get invited to that many parties anymore. We're like, right. I would need to be that organized about it right now. It's okay just to go when, you know, on the fly. But uh, yeah, yeah. This well, is, the one this is totally one of those whatever works oh. for you. Yeah, whatever works for you. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them. 
which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Kaya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Kaya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. The one downside about Amazon is the lack of gift receipts. So, um, that has, I have not done that before. If I, I really like to, uh, my kids are just more into like classic board games right now. We play a lot of sorry yeah. and there's some that like, I feel like have come back a little bit. Um, so we, we give a lot of board games as gifts and, um, that is one where I will go out and buy it at a target or something. If, um, if I'm afraid they might have it already. Cause a gift receipt is yeah. nice. That's um, nice. I should have mentioned this in our last episode talking about our kids receiving gifts, but my kids actually don't mind receiving gift cards or money now. They actually do really look forward to, you know, using that towards something they want. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Have you have your kids given that to their friends? I haven't really done that a lot because I do feel like it might seem like a cop out or, or not sure if the other kid would appreciate it as much. But yeah. I know at Allegra's friend birthday party turning eight, she did get one Target gift card and she's she gets it now. She's perfectly happy to know that that's her money to spend. But younger kids have a hard yeah. time understanding that, I guess. Yeah, I... I I never did it with the younger kids because it always, I always think that's kind of a lame gift personally, like yeah. cash. Ugh. But yeah. I will say by the time they were not eight or nine years old, the boys, all they wanted was stacks of hot cash or <laughs> Xbox points that they could okay. like pick a game out. Basically the okay. same. It's basically equivalent of a gift card or, or um, would be. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if I had to choose between 
receiving, my kid receiving cash or a gift card, I'd probably pick the cash because then we get to decide where to spend it. Yeah. I feel like there's oftentimes we've had like gift cards kind of piling up and yeah. then you got to go out and you got to shop at yeah. that specific store. But either way, it's fine. You, a lot of them you can use online now. I mean, yeah, it's a gift. It is what it is. Like the, that's what the kids want because then they can all talk about what they're going to get or they just hoard it like Owen hoards right. his cash. I mean, yeah. and that's, that's fine. For younger kids, what I would often do is if I was going to give a gift card um, and I've given gift cards, like there's a place in town called Kill Wins. I don't know if they have them all over the place now, but it's like a little okay. Michigan-based fudge place. Oh, and okay. I've given like a little gift card to there plus a book or something, you know, it's like something okay. to go with it. Yes. So there's something yes. to open. Yeah. But I it's like definitely that. become very acceptable. It's it's very acceptable in my kids' groups of friends to give cash and in some cases preferable. Right. To give, right. Seen as preferable to get cash. So. Yep. No, I, yeah, I think again, it's kind of where you live and what the norms are. Um, yeah, what the, cool I are. just had a thought for our listeners of babies and toddlers that may not, the, where the kids aren't really involved at all in picking out gifts for their friends. And I'm talking about when you're invited to like first and second birthday parties more as a family is that mm-hmm. I only buy books for one and two year olds because the oh, baby. Yeah don't really care. And I love to give great kids books. And I feel like I have the mm-hmm. benefit since my kids are older than a lot of my friends' kids that I know which books are really great. And I, it's like really fun for me. My niece, Brian's sister's baby's about to turn two. And I'm like, okay, what am I, you know, and I'll go to Barnes and Noble yeah. and pick out the books that maybe even are a little bit ahead of what they're going to, what phase they're going to come into. But I, mm-hmm. I buy books as brand new baby gifts too. I like, I have a few favorite board books and favorite, and that's because I'm a book person, but um, yeah. again, going back to kind of the toys that go out of style or that the kids grow out of real fast. Now I'm not saying maybe a five-year-old would not be quite as excited to get a huge stack of books, but, um, parents appreciate it. And if you're building up, if we're talking about a new family who's having a birthday party, building up that library with quality books, yes. um, you and I've talked and, about and the they're expensive. I mean, books. children, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Picture books yeah. can be very expensive and it's hard to, to amass those on your own. Uh-huh. And, so and it's, yeah, you're gonna I've always appreciated kids, that. You know, it's adding to the library, which is goes on forever. So um, I'm yeah. a huge fan of giving books for uh, kids too young to know that they want crappy toys, you know. Yeah. And like, I with even sure. with older kids, though, we often give books and I just try to like, again, I try to like just put something else fun with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like a book and then like a cool candy. Like you can buy those cool like suckers that are like shaped like a rocket or whatever, you know, something that's like. A book and a little fun thing to kind of bribe you into liking the book right, <laughs> if you're right. at the age where no. that's not fun. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, what did we, did we miss anything on the practice of going to other people's birthday gift, birthday parties? I don't, I don't I, I'm going to, so. I'm going to assume you are, don't feel offended if your child does not get a handwritten thank you note from the child whose party they went to. No, Is, are, I do Thank not. you notes are probably they're very they're a nice surprise but I don't you know yeah um so it's funny that's one of those things we could sit here and shake a cane about and get crotchety about but it's I feel like it's where things are going it's really nice if it happens but I have no expectation also I believe I did read at one point in in a Miss Manners or something that if a child opens a gift in front of another person and then says Mm. thank you that is considered the thank you and there is no additional gift needed yeah according to etiquette if someone wants to call me on that and say I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure if you open a gift in front of someone and thank them. They have been thanked. Yeah, I think well, it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. It, I also don't feel any like I it does not even cross my mind if we don't get a thank you note um, for a gift. I have gone through a couple of different years where I have made my children write thank you notes, but it is much more about 
where they were in their understanding of giving and receiving. I just feel like mm-hmm. there was a couple of years where it just felt like this was gimme, 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 like birthday. I want all the presents. And I just felt like uh, there was a couple of years, like ages five and six, where they really got a lot of stuff between friends or family. And I just felt like, okay, I need to, there needs to be some skin in the game. Kind of like how I make them make yeah. a handmade card. Like I need to just be intentional about how this happens. So I have had times where, I I think last year I had them both, if they were going to have friend parties, they were going to write thank you notes because it connected. Like I would actually make them write the thank you note before they use the thing. There's so many science kits and art kits and all this stuff that they got that I just felt like, (laughs) like a barrier to entry. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. but having said that, that's I don't think that every gift for every party at every year requires a thank you note. I don't think that at all. And I'm not offended when I don't get a thank you note. It just it felt like the right thing to do for my kids that year because it felt like mm-hmm. they were getting a lot of stuff and moving very quickly through the consumption part of it. Yeah. And with very little attention paid to who gave it or the fact that it cost money to arrive there in front of them. So will I do that again? And and they were both also kind of in early writing skills. So it's good writing practice. And but I don't I think I, don't. I think thank you notes are something that is like a really good skill to have to be able to write yeah. a thank you note and to understand when and when is appropriate um, and, and necessary. I mean, there's times even with even though thank you notes are kind of dying out, there are times that they are necessary. I think when yeah. you're dealing with an older generation yes. who expects them. It's kind of like the whole point of etiquette is to make other people comfortable. Uh-huh. Uh, really, if you had to kind of boil it down to yeah. one sentence. So if it's, if we're dealing with like a grandma who is expecting yep. it because that's what they're used to, then I want my kids to have the skills to write one and to understand yep. that that's the right context. But yep. I also, as a fellow mom, um, just, you know, my friend, my daughter's, classmates, moms or whatever, I don't necessarily want a stack of cards in my house necessarily. Right. Like I don't need that. It's right. nice if it happens, but I don't necessarily need it. So, yeah. and I don't expect it. So it's very different. It, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Therefore, I don't feel like the other person has an obligation to do that for exactly. me. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yep. So. Well, go figure. We have a, we're not taking a hard line on something. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People are probably shocked. I know. Shocked right now. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Well, I have um, a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap up this show. But um, just again, to remind people, we love getting all of your opinions on this birthday stuff. So you can email us hello at themomhour.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram, leave us a comment, leave a comment on the show notes. This is episode 69. And it will be at themomhour.com because I feel like we covered a lot. And yeah, we're always curious how other families handle stuff, what it's like in your part of the country. Um, I think this is interesting. Definitely some of the differences emerging in our, where we live, but, um, yeah. So before we wrap, I just wanted to thank people for participating in our listener survey. Um, it yes, is thank closed you, thank you. now. Thank you. Thank you. So respond, not accepting new responses. We left it open for about six weeks. Um, obviously if you're catching this way later, we're recording this in September, 2016. Um, but I just kind of wanted to, which like, was talk- one of the things someone told yeah. us that we need to say. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. So one of the suggestions for improvement was somebody who was a new listener, and we now have almost 18 months of shows. And her point was she was listening to a show where we mentioned the month, but not the year. And um, as we amass a bigger archive, that doesn't hurt to mention occasionally, like where we are in real time. 
So this it just never that, occurred to us. Yeah, it just never why, occurred to us that somebody might actually listen years later. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, already we're a year and a half in. So if you're listening yeah. to last September, October 2015, which there's a lot of great stuff there about Halloween and fall, and so it's a lot of evergreen content. But some of the things we talk about will be dated or irrelevant or plain wrong, probably. So right. um, anyway, so um, we left this survey open for about six weeks, August and September 2016. And we will probably do another one in a year or so. I think it's always good to check in. But um, a couple of things, I just think it's, I think it's really interesting to know about our listeners. But I'll, I'll just kind of fire off a couple of things that maybe surprised me or that I was really thankful to get to know. Um, one of the ones was how people heard about us. Um, so only as you guys know, if you have followed Megan and I for a long time, Megan had a blog called the happiest mom, which was then the happiest home. And I was the editor and we blogged there together for a number of years. Only a quarter of our listeners came to us through that, which is kind of surprising, Megan, don't you think? That was as so big, I mean, surprising. It was a big platform for you. And eventually I was yeah. an established voice there too. Um, so only a quarter of our listeners came through that channel. Um, and from an almost half, so like 45% came either from an iTunes search or recommendation or from another podcaster or blogger. So people coming from completely outside, outside your and my yeah. social in social media's blogging writing sphere. Um, so, and 10% came from a friend, which I love. So friend to friend. I love that. Um, so keep telling your this, friends. The, this is kind of related to this, but um, the next two questions had to do with how our listeners listen to other podcasts and um, also how they listen to ours. So basically what we learned is you guys are, the people listening are hardcore podcast people. So most of our yes. listeners have listened to every single one of our shows, which is really an honor. Um, so over 60% have listened to every single one and another big chunk have only listened to a few, but that's because they're working their way through the archives. Yeah, <laughs> so they'll catch up that. eventually. Um, so that's really cool. And then most of our listeners listen to several other podcasts. Actually, the biggest segment is 40% of you listen to six or more other podcasts and declare wow. yourself podcast junkie. So that's just, that's just really interesting to me. It, to me, it exposes a big opportunity for podcasts and podcasters to educate people who don't know about podcasts about who we are. So if you're a listener yes. and you want to help us, talk about not just our show, but podcasting in general, because I just feel like it's such a gift for new moms and working moms on their commutes and, you know, moms who want to listen to something other than pop music at the gym or whatever. It's like a bunch of people don't know this exists. And what's funny is the ones who do know it exists are total junkies. So it's like this big yes. divide. Very interesting. And the ones who don't yet know about us, we need to, you know, bring them over to the dark side. and Yeah, because you're giving a convert gift them. Of not just us, but also letting them know like what podcast this medium are. is out here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we loved hearing a lot of you wrote in of what other podcasts that you listen to, which is really fun for us. We learn about other shows and we kind of see what just tells us a lot about you. Um, and I don't know, was there anything that jumped out to you, Megan? Those were kind of the things that were fun for me. The, the specific feedback you guys offered, um, I have to say was really, really great when we asked for, yes. you know, criticism or ways to improve, you know, there's always some outlying responses where it's something that we really can't or wouldn't do or there's something that we already know is an issue but for the most part wouldn't you say it was really thoughtful interesting yeah it was great the feedback was great 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were some definitely some themes that emerged. Um, we're, you know, we're going to take another look at the way we do sponsorships based on some feedback we got there. We're going to take another look at the way we do. I think we've even made some changes to like the way we do our intro, get to the point a little faster. Yep. Um, however, there was some where completely like half the people thought we should do something opposite of yeah. what the other people thought. Like I think one, we had like one group of people who think we do too much chatter and too much chit chat and another group. Yeah who love that. And then we had a, yeah. one group who doesn't care for the interviews and another group who likes them. So, yep. you know, I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, we just got to be us yep. and we got, we're probably we going to go us. with what works for us. <laughs> but, um, but that's but not to say that like, the, yeah, we still the, like the, the feedback isn't valued. Yeah. And, um, by the same token, um, we do get suggestions to address aspects of motherhood or life situations that we are not currently in single motherhood. Yes. Um, is one that comes up and certain other situations. And I think that's really good. We still want to hear those requests. And we also have to just acknowledge that this is a conversational show based on our personal experiences. And if we're not um, living that reality, the best we can do is look to bring on an interview who is or try our best to be sensitive to everybody's different economic realities and work realities. Um, but that we're still going to bring to the table our personal experiences. I don't know. I didn't feel too much of that, but I do sometimes, you know, feel like it's worth saying that we don't, we don't pretend to represent everybody. And if, you know, if there are moms that are looking for something that we're not providing, it's probably because we're, it's not part of our experience. It's Does just that make not sense? A, exactly. Did I say that the absolutely. right way? Um, yeah, Absolutely. So, Anyway, I think this is really fun. I'm really honored at the number of responses we got, especially because a lot of um, surveys that will bribe you with like, do our survey and you might win something. And we didn't do that. We were like, do our survey. I I honestly (laughs) thought maybe that would be a good idea, but we just didn't need to. You guys were really um, responsive and I feel really good about the number that we got based on the number of listeners. I feel like we have a really good representative sample and that helps us grow and it's fun i think i think um these kinds of analyses are fun so yeah Agreed. that's all i got on that thank you everybody all right well next week it's going to be episode 70 and i um, hardly believe it let's see i already said where to find us but on this survey topic if you're listening way later and want to give us feedback on the show and we're not we're not no longer doing a listener survey all of that feedback you can send to hello at the and we always always read it so the survey's done yep. but the opportunity to give us thoughtful constructive kind feedback <laughs> is always there and you can leave an itunes oh, review nice. absolutely and please do because um I feel like whenever we ask, we get a rush of them, yeah. and it really helps. It boosts up, up us up a little bit in the in the ratings or the rankings or whatever they refer to it there, and that does help more people find us, as evidenced by the fact that that's where a lot of people are finding us. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So yep. All right. Well, we will yeah, be back well, next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. 
Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E R I K A dot A P P, and use code the mom hour to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know, I am fan number one of the teas made. It's got such a cozy vibe and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines and home and family life. Just look for the teas made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to the to find all the episodes.